Welcome material. to Start on the Street with your hosts, Nate, Levin, and Tyra. Y'all got anything to say? Yo, we back at it again, man. Back at it again like we never left. Hey. Uh, you can stop that now. <laughs> All right, I got you. In boxing, did y'all see the fight with Leo Santa Cruz and Tank Davis this weekend? How do y'all feel about it? We're going to start with you, Levin. Um, I was asleep. <laughs> I heard about it. Um, It woke me up in the middle of the night because... All I heard was a was a pop and a fall. <laughs> I heard it. I saw it on Twitter. It was nasty. He put him to sleep, 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 sleep. That was all he all he wrote. Um, I need I I want to go back and watch the in, the fight of its entirety. Like I keep hearing about the knockout. I want to see what led to the knockout. But that that he faked him out, put him in the corner, pushed him once or twice. Hit him with that uppercut, and the dude was just asleep. That knockout was worse than when Martin got knocked out the ring with Martin. <laughs> it was it was crazy, but yeah, um, it was a it was a good knockout. I just want I want to see who he, who uh Davis a fight next. Should be interesting because I feel like it's a it's 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 a it's a deep it's not a deep division but towards the top it's it's a it's a lot going on, so we'll see how that plays out. All right, T. Yeah, I didn't see the entire fight. Um, I just seen the knockout highlights. Um, but I think he looked good, man. He looked good at the weigh-in. He seems like he's in a better mind state. Um, he seems like he's working harder. Uh, whatever Floyd Mayweather's doing, I hope he keeps doing it, and I hope Tank just keeps soaking up that wisdom from Floyd. And um, he got to move on, and now he got to really fight somebody. So I think he needs to fight. Um, what's that gentleman's name? Get ready to tell y'all right now. Ryan. Ryan Garcia or Devin Haney. I want to see him fight one of those two guys. Um, just to, you know, up his competition just a little bit. He's definitely – he got a, a nice skill set, but it's time for him to, you know, step outside the box, man, and fight some people that, that really count. So, but he looks good, man. Keep it up, Tank. You looking good, big fella. No, no, no. All the fights he fight does count. Like he he is putting the hard work in, and he is definitely um, putting the putting the number. I mean, um, getting the wins against anybody that's playing them. I mean, fighting them. So um, yeah, I but I don't like... think people giving him the respect though because of he he's not fighting higher skill set fighters. Just watching, you know, Stephen A. and and what, reading some articles. You know, a lot of people are trying to, you know, come at him for not fighting or, or running from certain individuals. So I think he needs to kind of, you know, step up to the plate and get that get that heat off his back from those those critics, man. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, it, never know. That could be the next fight. Um, but I think after, even with all the doubters that's around and that's, that's doubting him, I think even his next fight will kind of, um, if he fight, let's just say anybody that they claim he running from this week. Um, if he beat if he beats this person, leave him alone. He he beat the people that that posed to be the top contenders. Anybody that stepped in front of him, but um, I feel like him winning these belts, it's time for people to start giving him some kind of respect. He earned it. Um, his hard work is exactly. paying off. Exactly. Yeah, the so. guy that you just said 
T. He uh he actually fights this weekend on the seventh. He fights in uh the Hard Rock Live in Hollywood, Florida. He's so actually fighting he um no um Devin Haney. He's actually okay. fighting uh Javante Davis's previous opponent, uh Eureka's Gamboa. And I feel like Haney will pull that fight out because um Gamboa is, is getting up in age. Yeah, he's thirty. Yeah, he's thirty-eight years old. So that might just be that. That just might be a setup fight. Exactly. They, yeah, they they fighting basically back to back from back to back weeks. So we'll we'll see how that fight goes. That I think that division is definitely about to get interesting, or at least more interesting at the top. Um, I've seen a couple of Leo Santa Cruz's fights. Um. He's he's pretty fast, kind of finesse kind of guy. Not really. I wouldn't say he doesn't have knockout punch power, but he's the type of guy that'll tie you out and get a decision win. But um, I, I give uh, I give Davis his props because um, a lot of people were calling for Davis to fight a more prestigious and promised uh, fighter. So. Um, him beating Santa Cruz the way he did, I, I think it's a step up in his game. Definitely a confidence boost when you're going in against a dude that's 37-1-1. One and one. So, and then he, he knocked him out cold. Turned the lights out. Turn off the lights! Oh, we'll see his next fight. All right, we'll go to the next one. All right, today the 76ers were interested in well, – was rumored to be interested in Okar and James Harden. How do y'all feel about this? I'm gonna start with you, T. Um, I think it would be a good move for James Harden. Something different, new scenery, new team. Um, he'll still be with the same GM that he was on the Rockets. Um, I can actually see him and Embiid working well together. I can actually see that. Um, I think they would do well with pick and rolls. That would definitely give him be a chance to go out and shoot, you know, kind of those those wing jump shots, kind of like a Paul Gasol. So I think it would be something good. But do they have – is that a winning team to take it all the way and win a championship? I don't think so. They would need to, you know, add some additional pieces to that. Um, if they could, I would try to hold on to Simmons. Simmons is a great two-way player. He's not really a scorer, but he could play defense, and he's a reliable, you know, point slasher, point forward. Um, so I would definitely, you know, try to keep him. But I, I believe that he would probably be a part of the deal, almost definitely be a part of that deal. So I think it, I think it'll be something good, man. Something interesting to see. All right, Levin. If I'm in Houston, I do not do that trade at all. James Harden is easily one of the – probably one of the greatest scores ever. Uh, probably one of the the best scores that the NBA has seen within the last 15 years, in my opinion. The dude averages 36, 34, 30, 32. Goes another year averaging 34. On the ball, he's a beast. Um, on defense, liability to an extent. Um, like if you know if he's definitely the type of guy you want to guard you for you to get an easy blow by if you're trying to get to the basket. Um, but if I'm if I'm Philly, I'm 
I'm hitting the slingshot on the, the, the Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid experiment. Um, you know, the Sixers just haven't been able to get over the hump. Um, I give them a pass this, this last uh, past season because, um, you know, Ben Simmons was out for the year. So he didn't even um, get to play in the second round of the playoffs when the Sixers got put up. So, I mean, no, the first first round. I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, if I'm Philly, I'm, I'll do that. I definitely would do that move. Um, I feel like um, Houston will ask for a lot of pieces outside of Ben Simmons. Like, at the end of the day, you basically are asking for the best score in the NBA right now. So, Ben Simmons will probably go. They might even find a way to get Tobias Harris out there if, I'm, if, if, uh, if Houston is asking for a lot, which they probably will. Um, probably some draft picks, some role players. Um, if the Rockets do do that trade and end up getting Smith, see if they shop Russell Westbrook or keep him on there to make um make a little you know backcourt with him and Ben Simmons. But um that's that's definitely a big blockbuster. I, I I'd like to see that just for the for the Sixers. But if if I'm a Houston executive or the 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 owner, I'm definitely not trading away James Harden. I, f- I feel like if, if I'm the Rockets, if I'm trading anybody, I'm trading Russell Westbrook, see what I can get if I'm trading. But I'm definitely not letting James Harden go. He's too much. That's just – that's just – this is – it's top – it's a five certified top five players in the NBA. You might – could even get James Harden in top three. Now, Levin, do you think his time in, in Houston is up? Do you think it, it would be good for them to mutually split ways? James Harden? Mm-hmm. Um, not specifically James Harden, but I do shake up that roster. They just just didn't get the job done. Um, Mike D'Antoni was a good coach. Like I like D'Antoni as a great coach, but that offensive philosophy that he that he had this past season with with no big man just wasn't. It's not gonna cut it, cut it out. That's that's a regular season game plan. Playoffs come, you need physicality, you need to get rebounds in the paint. Um, you know, they won that one game mm-hmm. against the Lakers. But uh, you know, outside of that one game, they just got outplayed. You need a big man. Exactly. And they, they got rid of me. Yeah. So so how you feel about this team? If this if, if this was happening. I think it's a good move. I think Harden's time in, in Houston is up, me personally. I think they've made so many attempts and pushes for playoffs, I mean, for championships, and it just didn't work out due to injuries or maybe just not the right pieces on the roster to get it done. But I, I think it's a good – I think it's good. I think it's a good time for him to, you know, go ahead and part ways. The situation for him in Philly would be kind of ideal because he's familiar with the GM – you know, it seems like, you know, he's he's good friends with Embiid. I don't think him and Embiid have any bad blood or anything like that. So I would like to actually see those two play together. But I don't think it's going to be enough to, to win a championship. They will have to go and find another additional piece. Um, I definitely don't want to see Westbrook a part of it. I, I don't I don't want to see him a part of it at all. They might as well keep Ben Simmons for all of that. Um, ben Simmons is much younger. He could play defense much better, in my opinion. And then you don't have to worry about, you know, all the distractions that come with dealing with Westbrook. 
Um, so, yeah, I think it would be something good to see, man. Fill the seats up with fans, you know, get your TV ratings up and see where it goes. I uh, think if, if this was to happen, could the 76ers take the East? If they Absolutely. get James Harden and Absolutely Joel Embiid? Yeah. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's tough. Absolutely not. Top five, yes. Top five seed team, yes. If healthy, yes. But mm, I, I if, don't, if healthy, I'd give them top three. You're still mm. going through the, the conference as of right now is is being ran through Miami. Um, I don't care about the Bucks. Yeah, keep wa- you gotta keep Boston on your on your watch list too. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Tatum. I'm just waiting for Tatum to develop and and just take off. He ain't quite there yet. He yeah. has it, but he he's just he's not there yet. They got a nice team for them to really you know take it, but I honestly thought they would beat the Heat. That that was that was about to be my honest prediction, but it, it just didn't happen. If Philly, Philly can go into Boston with. Harden and Embiid as their two superstars, I think they can pull that out. But if they do that, they need to correct pieces around them. Um, Tobias Harris is is iffy. Um, you know, they basically he he's basically getting hundreds of millions of dollars just to shoot corner threes. Um, you know, occasionally he's in the paint. He's a defensive presence to a degree, but. If if you run through, if you run your offense through James Harden and Joel Embiid, um, that's definitely would be interesting to see. The only thing, the only knock that I have on James Harden is the, the fact that he uses at least sixteen seconds of the shot clock, but just dribbling. Like Kyrie Irving dribbles a lot as well, but he's not dribbling. 16 seconds out of the shot clock, almost every possession. And the, the Houston Rockets offense is just boring to me. Like, it's basically four dudes watching one guy. You know, two things are going to happen with James Harden with the ball. He's either – well, I guess you could say three. He's either dribbling it and then jacking the, the you know, the, the mid-range or the more than likely the three-pointer. Or he'll drive and sometimes he'll kick it out other times with – depending on what the paint looks like defensively, you know, he might get you a layup or a few dunks. But the Houston Rockets offense was just boring. Like, I get the idea of what Mike D'Antoni was trying to run in the, you know, the last couple years with, with just Harden in general. But you, you, you need more than that to win a championship. So we'll see. All right. We're going to go to the next one. How do y'all feel about, um, in the NFL, players testing positive for the COVID? One one day we get the results, they negative. The next day they end up positive. How do you feel? We'll start with you, T. I just think it's simple, man. You know, wear a damn mask. If you're going out, you know, you're off work, you ain't training, you're not practicing, you're with your family, running errands. Wear a mask. Respect what the scientists are telling us, man. Respect the guidelines. Stop thinking that, you know, you're just invisible to this shit. Um, excuse my language, but I think Odell Beckham said he feels like, you know, he couldn't get COVID or he wouldn't get COVID. When you say stuff like that, 
you, you just make yourself look ignorant to science, man. So I, I think it's just simple. Like, people just need to put masks on and follow the damn rules. Um, a lot of it has to do with people just being, like, you know, selfish, man. You're just being selfish and you're being, you're being sloppy. You're out there, you're interacting with a whole bunch of people. You're all up in other people's faces. You're not social distancing. You know what I mean? I don't know what the NFL has going on. There was issues at the beginning of the season where, you know, there was, like, false positives. So I, I don't know if they're hiding it or if, you know, it's like some of their best players and they want their best players to play, you know, because mm -hmm. they're trying to chase that record or chase that playoff berth. So they're letting dudes play with the COVID and then coming out after the fact and saying that, like, no, they have to do a better job with making that information more transparent. Um, and I think that'll be helpful to, their, to people's teammates and the other teams because now you jeopardizing the whole entire season. You know, you messing up people's bye weeks. It's just it's a mess, man. So it's just a small little advice, man. Put a mask on, plain and simple. Eleven. Oh, it's it's too many questions with this this COVID list. Like, I don't, I still don't understand. Like, they have certain guidelines within the NFL. You one day, just like you said, it's it's you know one day it's a positive. The next day is is negative. So was it a was it a false positive? Well, one you know, day is negative a, and the next day. Right. Is well, positive. I mean, I can understand the negative, and then the next day you mm -hmm. get a positive. But if you get a positive, and y'all been you you know the team's been tested, they literally probably test them every every day every day. Excuse me. So I don't get how it's positive one day, negative the next. So if you do get that type of result, is it a false positive? positive was it an inconclusive test um so you know now you go from um positive to negative are you, is this guy about the quarantine is his teammates about to have the quarantine like it shakes up the entirety of the NFL schedule to be honest because it, you know they've already been in the process of rescheduling a bunch of games and just like T said you know you you basically messing with uh you know bye weeks you got a lot of Bye weeks coming up for uh, you know a few teams. Yeah, you got bye weeks, and then they pushed. They pushed. What was that the Steelers and the Titans? They pushed their bye weeks up. But that's yeah. not only forget the bye weeks; it's affecting big families as well. Because yeah, most yeah. of these players got families at home as well. I feel like, I mean, the NFL is bigger than the NBA, but at the end of the day, I just feel like they should have found a way to, you know, keep these things, keep the situation in the bubble. And, you know, it wouldn't, I don't think it would have been much of an issue if uh, if they did an NFL bubble. But, you know, what type of – what location would you have it in? How many teams would be in these locations? You got to deal with stuff like that. But, you know, the NFL is trying to make money. They, you, you know, they're already throwing fans in the stands. So. I, I, see, I see the bubble for the NFL only – Playoffs. I don't see it for the um, – I don't see it for uh, – what's the name? Regular season. For regular season. It's too many teams. I feel like playoffs, you can get away with it. But anything else, I feel like you, you won't be able to get away with it. They said already that um, if uh, the COVID stuff continues with, with, you know, the teams and everything, they, they might expand the playoffs to 16 teams. Dang. But they were supposed to do that. Weren't they going to do that next year? No, that's that's. Was that the next year? 
No, my bad. It no. would have been a, it would have been one extra team on each conference. Yeah, I'm about to say I'm like, that wasn't no next year. But yeah, yeah. So they um I feel like I feel like at the end of the day, they they gonna have to try something. Even if I look at it like take the fans out of the stands. Um something because like T said, you got players that's playing, they got it, and then they come right on back the next day. Well, they didn't have it on Sunday, but come Monday, yeah, I got it. It's like, damn. So, when you playing the whole game with it, you running around, chasing me around, tackling me around, and you got it the whole time. So, and I understand players had the opportunity to opt out, but I think these teams, like T said, they need to be more responsible with this um, with this testing. So, or more accurate with the testing. So, um but we're going to go to the next one. All right, expected, unexpected. Falcons beat the Panthers 25-17. Was that expected or unexpected? I'm going to go with you, Levin. The way the Falcons have been playing with Matt, Matt Ryan, a.k.a. Matty Ice, lately, I feel like that was expected. All right. T, Vikings over the Packers, 28-22. Expected, unexpected. That was not expected. I expected the Packers to win that game just because they have, you know, a guy by the name of Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't know what what went wrong or what happened in that game. I didn't really watch that game. I see in the third quarter the Vikings were able to put up 14 points. So it seemed to me like, you know, the offense didn't really do enough, but the defense damn sure didn't help. Um, so they got to figure it out on the defensive end with the Packers. All right, 11, Bengals over the Titans. Bengals 31, Titans 20. Expected, unexpected. That's unexpected. I thought the Titans would show up. It was the other way around. The Bengals showed up. Um, That's that's a tough loss for the Titans. I feel like they should have pulled that one off. All right. Go in there and get the easy dub. Man, that ain't no easy dub. Easy dub. It's a rookie quarterback. Man, Burrow's been putting them yards up. I don't care. He's a rookie quarterback. You show up, you show up, and you show out. Titans supposed to be one of the best defenses in the league. I don't want to hear nothing about what you're talking about. Whatever. We'll go to the next one. Chiefs versus the Jets. Chiefs 35, Jets 9. Expect the unexpected T. That's expected. I mean, the Jets are just god-awful. Like, <laughs> like. Trash can. Dumpster. didn't start, did he? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. Oh, no, nah, oh. he didn't start. He didn't start. Okay, okay. I ain't think he did. Yeah, no, I don't know what they're doing, man. I, I, I'm starting to jump on the on the bandwagon with Levin. Get rid of him. You know, get get rid of him. I was never a Flacco fan because we walk, we always went up against him here in Pittsburgh, but I, I get rid of me, man. It seems like they're getting rid of everybody. They're trying to, you know, rebuild, and that's beautiful, but, yeah, you know, let, rebuild. Let, rebuild let for a purpose. Let him you know, go re, and be re, great somewhere else. Rebuild for a purpose, bench. Stop tanking so you can get a first-round pick and then trade him a year later. You know, rebuild with purpose, but that's a whole conversation for another day. That game was expected. The Chiefs came out and did what they were supposed to do, and that's win the game. All right. Colts over the Lions, 41 to 21. Expect the unexpected, 11. Um, that's I would have expect expected the Colts to win, but 
Not by that much. I know Phillip Rivers has been balling, but... All right, Steelers versus Ravens. Steelers 28, Ravens 24, T. Expected, unexpected. Now, you know that was expected. That that was expected, man. I was on here a couple weeks ago, you know, talking to Rashad, and I, I told him everything I said came true. Everything I predicted was on points. <laughs> Period. We got the best defense in the league. I don't care what ESPN is talking about. No disrespect to ESPN or any other analysts at all, but I put Ben Roethlisberger in the MVP conversation just for a comeback year, man. You know, just like LeBron, man. It's revenge season for Ben, and he's putting on a hell of a show. He went up against a great blitzing defense. They were losing and found a way to come back into the game and win the game, and it was just plain and simple. Mike Tomlin said it the best. We respect those guys, but we do not fear the Baltimore Ravens. All right, we'll go to the next one. Dolphins over the Rams, 28-17. Expected, unexpected. I'm going with you, Levin. But that was expected, in my opinion. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, that was unexpected. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet on that one. All right. Um, now I'm gonna answer this one. That's my team, man. That was <laughs> unexpected. Like, <laughs> like, um, I blame first. I'm gonna start. I can't can't blame the defense at all. I can't blame the Rams defense at all. They play even without Jalen Ramsey. I can't blame them. Um, special teams gave up a touchdown. Everything else, I'm blaming on. Golf, and I'm blaming on Sean McVay. I think um, the Super Bowl from two years ago was still haunting Sean McVay. Um, he still hasn't overcome um, that the, the, the defense zero coverage blitzing. Um, I feel like you got you put the weapons around golf, and they still didn't perform. Even when it was time for them, like they was going five wide, and the Dolphins was showing we're blitzing. We don't care if you go five wide or not. We still blitz it. And the Rams were still doing the same plays. They they didn't have anything for it. Um, and I'm feel, I'm looking at it like, take what the defense is giving you. They're giving you blitz, straight blitz, and the corners are playing seven to ten yards off. Well, hit screens. They did when they did the screens. It was too late. Game was already over with. Um, I blame I blame that on golf too. I don't know what they doing with golf because some of the passes that he made were, um, were unacceptable for him to be. He's been in the league now for – he's a veteran. He's not a rookie no more. So, um, he's a, a, a proven veteran, and they gave him that big contract. I feel like he he should do a lot more than what he did. Um, the turnovers, the everything. I think, I think at, if they don't correct this, they'll be sitting at home. And if they sitting at home, he need to come up with a new play scheme other than all the play action and all the bootlegs. He need to go to more of a regular offense that far as the NFL standard. Because if if you shut the if you shut the play action down with the Rams and the running was actually working, but they shut they didn't shut that down too much, but the score was getting out of hand. So I think ball security, they need to work on that. And um and figure out they got a week, they off this week, so they need to figure out some kind of way to get 
pass that defense. Because once the blueprint is out, everybody going to be running that defense soon. So, um, but we can move on. Bills and Patriots. Bills won 24-21. Expect unexpected, T. That was unexpected. Um, just for the simple fact that Cam Newton, right now I think he's playing for a job. He's playing for a job in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Not with the Patriots, but with another team. So, you would think that he'd want to come out and, you know, try to win as many games as he can. I mean, I know the Patriots are hurting. I think they have, like, the second most players missing due to COVID uh-huh. opt-outs. Um, so, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on with Cam and why he can't hold on to the ball. And I think Ryan Clark said it best, you know, Cam takes off with the ball in the wrong hand. And, and you're taught in peewee league what hand to take off with the ball. He's carrying the ball like he just don't care about it. If you watch him run with the ball, he, it just looks like he don't care about it. He's just trying to go. Where are you going? You need the ball to go somewhere. So, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, man. I just – Cam, come on. And I like Cam Newton. I really do. And I said this before and I'll say it again. I like Cam Newton. No disrespect to him. But you're playing for a job right now, man. So, you, you might want to turn it up and turn it on. Um, the Bills is actually looking good, 6-2. and two. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they came out and they did their thing. You know, Stephon Diggs looks like he's he's found a home there in Buffalo. You know, but, but Cam, come on, brother. Hold on to the ball, man. Hold on to the cookies, big fella. Yeah, I, I feel like when it comes to when it comes to Cam, like the play style that they're playing with Brady and the play style they was playing with Cam, it's basically the same football team. But it's two different play styles completely. Um, I think the Patriots rely more on Cam legs. Then Moore's arm, and I feel like um, it was a good play that the Bills made. Like it was, it was, a, it was an excellent play because um, you thought they attacked the ball, make the tackle. So they they did they, they did their job. But I feel like um, the Patriots are relying more on his legs instead of relying on his arm as a quarterback. And if he can't get the job done, then I think it's time for them to um, sit him down at this point. And then as far as next year, if he keep this up. I don't see it. I don't see a team bringing him in to be a starter. I see a team bringing him in to be a backup because he, he still can play in this league. I just think it's time for Cam to sit down and think about his options because being a starter, I think it's, it's kind of going out the door. Definitely agree with that. All right, we can go to the next one. Raiders over the Browns, sixteen to six. Expect the unexpected eleven. Um, that's expected. Baker Mayfield still has more commercials than he has wins. More endorsements than he has wins. Um, I feel like he, he showboats when they win against a team that they are expected to beat. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, they play some – competition and he just gets he just doesn't show up I, I to be honest I don't know which quarterback is worse right now Cam Newton or Baker Mayfield <laughs> both of them to me are playing like garbage truck juice so right. Cleveland Browns um feel like the Cleveland Browns are who we thought they were they're also playing without their number one receiver as well. 
I don't. They had. They have another wide receiver in Landry. So I don't. I don't. You. That's excuses. You show up. You show out. Period. All right. We'll go to the next one. Broncos over the Chargers, thirty-one to thirty. Expect the unexpected. I'm gonna go with you, T. That was actually unexpected. Um, their quarterback, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name, Justin Hibbert. It, this dude's balling, man. Yeah. Like, this guy, he's balling. 29 for 43 for 278 yards and three touchdowns. That's not bad for a rookie quarterback. And he's, like, consistent. His numbers are consistent game game in and game out. I just think the Broncos, you know, they, they got that stop, that big interception in the end zone. You know, it was that was a one hell of an interception. Um, they also just put up 21 points in the fourth quarter. And, you know, the Chargers just couldn't get it done. But I expected the Chargers to actually win that game. Uh, Drew Locke looks like he's actually, you know, starting to come around. I don't know why he started, you know, doing a shuffle dance. But, you know, just 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 be patient, big fella. You got to put up more points and get more games and get, you know, get more wins before you start dancing around, man. All right. We'll, we'll go to the next one. Saints over the Bears, 26 to 23. Expect and unexpected. Go ahead, Levin. Um, that's expected. Uh, it was definitely a good game. Saints came back, got the W. It was a fight throughout. Um, but I expected the Saints to win that game. Um, Nick Foles isn't trash, but I, I, I feel like the Bears have some kink in their armor at that cornerback position. And, um, you know, the Saints exposed it a little bit. All right. We can go to the next one. Seahawks over the 49ers, 37-27. Expect the unexpected, T. That was expected. Uh, Russell Wilson, he did his thing. That was a redemption game for him. Uh, 27-37, 261 yards, four touchdowns. DK Metcalf is is just what he just what his name is. DK Metcalf, man, that guy's doing his thing. Um, he he reminds me a lot of Megatron, honestly. Um, so that was expected. The 49ers, they do not look good this season due to injuries. Mm-hmm. I think they lost Nick Bosa. They now have they're now without Garoppolo and um I think the tight end again. Yeah, for, yeah for six weeks. So, you know, that they didn't get a chance to, you know, redeem themselves from that Super Bowl run. So, you know, hopefully they can get it right and make it next season. But, you know, they don't look too good. All right. Levin, we saved this one for you. Eagles over the over the Cowboys, 23-9. to Especially unexpected. Let's go with you, Levin. You're trying to be funny. That's cool. <laughs> we can run with that, though. Um, I expected the Cowboys to win because I thought this rookie, my guy, Danucci was going to, you know, show up. We were going to call him the godfather himself. Um, he played like a rookie. Um, he had some Baker Mayfield type of throws, which were uh, – it led to um, me to the opinion of the fact that he is garbage truck juice. Uh Andy Dalton was just added to the COVID list, so he'll probably be out next week against the Steelers. Um, they want to bring in Cooper Rush as off the practice squad onto the depth chart that might to get him to start uh, next week. Um, I just feel as though at the point that we are right now, 
uh, with the Cowboys. They should just tank. Um, just tank. Let's just get finish the season with the two wins. Um, we have the Steelers up, coming up next. Um, make sure when we make bold predictions for the next game that I don't get asked about the Cowboys in the Steelers game because I'm going to say the Steelers uh, as much as I don't want to, but we must be realistic here. Um, Cowboys are struggling. The defense is still bona fide garbage truck juice. Um, Zeke showed up to, to a degree, I guess. But, you know, the Cowboys season is officially over. Um, they'll have, what, seven, eight losses after they, we you know, we're probably going to lose to the uh, more than likely. So, you know, at that point, your playoff hopes are over. So let's just uh, end the season with two wins or three wins, whatever. But uh, I'm, I'm done with the Cowboys. I will definitely still be wearing my, uh, Dak Prescott in my Dallas Cowboys hat, my Dak Prescott jersey every week, like I always do. But um, yeah, the the season for the Cowboys is it's over. This is donezo. So it is what it is. Can't win them all. All right, we can go to the next one. Monday night, Buccaneers over the Giants, twenty five twenty three. Expected unexpected T. That was expected. Um, I definitely expected more points on the Buccaneers' part due to the fact that, you know, the Giants' stadium still haunts Tom Brady from that Super Bowl. I know it does. Um, so I thought he would come out and put up way more points, but I think Tom Brady is getting some much-needed, much-wanted reinforcement and help from Antonio Brown coming through, his ability to run just about every route possible. His ability to attract double teams and triple teams will definitely help open up the offensive playbook for other people and open up more opportunities for different plays. Um, and I think that's what Tom Brady is looking for. Um, so, you know, they, they came out with the win barely, you know, just barely. If that call would have went any any other way or, or towards the bucket or towards the Giants way, you know, we might be having a different conversation. But, you know, it was a good win for them, six and two. Uh, we can go. We can go to the next one. Um, next one. Carson Wentz performance for this season. Do y'all think that it's time for them to move on, or um, time for him to be um, benched? Let me see what you think, T. Yeah, I think it's time to move on. Um, as a coach, you don't want to deteriorate a player's mental status, especially when you're leading your division and you still have a chance to, you know, get a playoff berth. But if I was the coach, I'd let him know up front, you know, you're not playing the first half of this game. I'm going to let Jalen Hurts play the first half of this game. And depending on how he does, you can come in in the second half of the game. <laughs> but I think you, you go ahead and make him take a seat because he's not playing well. He's not playing well at all. And people had the nerve to compare this man to Ben. Like, no, no, his accuracy is terrible. He passes the ball just literally into coverage, just hoping and praying for the best. So I think it's time to give somebody else a chance, man. I honestly do, because every time he comes to the podium, it's the same excuse. I'm going to always take my shot. I'm going to still keep throwing the ball. We have no problem with that. But pass the ball with some accuracy. Pass the ball with some IQ. Don't just get out there and just get the sling in the rock, man. That, that's not how you get it done. You're in a division this week right now, and you're at the top of it, thank God. But put them in another division, 
case closed. I mean, they scored one touchdown in the first quarter, mm-hmm. zero touchdowns in the second quarter, and 16 points in the second half. That that that's unacceptable, man. Not for Carson Wentz. Not for the not for the quarterback that you know everyone has so much praise for and everyone has so much vision for. I just think it's time to give somebody else a chance, honestly. All right, Levin. Um, I, I piggyback on what she says. Like he's putting up horrible numbers. Um, once again, garbage truck juice. He's tied first in the NFL in interceptions. He's tied 72nd with 12 touchdowns. He's 83rd in passing yards with 1,883 yards. His QBR is 28th in the league. Not sure how many quarterbacks qualify, but I would probably say around, what, 34, 35 maybe? Yeah, about that. So, you know, he's playing like garbage truck juice. Just like Stephen A. Smith said this morning on first take. If uh if if Donovan McNabb put those numbers up in Philly when he was dead, everybody kick his ass out. Calling for the job. Yep. They'll be protesting at the stadium. Um I don't like to see Guys being, um, you know, careers changed over because of injuries. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that injury he suffered from a couple of seasons ago has affected his his ability because um, I feel like Carson Wentz can do better than that. You know, three years ago, he was on the in the run to, you know, get MVP, and then he got hurt. So um, I don't like to see guys get injured and hurt. I like to see you know comeback stories, but you know his his performance is just bad. He's he's just not playing up to par. Uh, you know they're three, four, and one right now at the top of the division. So, I guess you know that's a plus because they first. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, you got to step your game up. Um, my only my only concern, my only issue with that is he's not playing with he's playing with a bunch of injured players. Um, and you can see that he's trying to make plays even when they're not there. So that's where a lot of a lot of his downfall is coming in at because he's not playing with a starting tight end. I ain't seen Alshon Jeffries all this year, so he's not playing with with his big um, target receiver. Um, I don't was Jackson did Jackson rehurt himself? Or Jackson just came back? So I feel like. Um, He's not playing, and plus all the injuries to the offensive line. So I feel like he's trying to do too much. Instead of playing within the system, I think he's trying to carry the team on his back, and which is leading to mistakes that he's doing. I think he need, if they if if they bench him, then it's like okay, there's an understanding. But give him a chance to to work himself in to actually saying, yo, coaches need to come to him. Yo, you need to calm down. Like let the let the system work for you. Don't try to do everything. If it ain't there, don't force it. But um I know a lot of times when Hurts do come in, it's it's like I don't know if Hurts Hurts don't run no real plays with them. He he runs like maybe two or three plays with them. So I honestly um, don't even think they're giving him a chance. Yeah. So uh, they're not um, giving him a chance. I think I think Hurts is his is just an insurance policy just in case something happens. 
as of right now. But I think if it progress, if it hurts progress in the system, I think they're gonna get they're gonna get rid of Wentz because you don't draft a player that high just to just to keep him on the bench or unless they're gonna trade Hurts like um, two three years from now to see what they can get out of him. Um, but we can go to the next one, Lamar Jackson. What do y'all think the struggles are with with um, the MVP from last year, Lamar Jackson? Where do you start? <laughs> Go ahead. You he can't throw, throw into he can't he really can't throw into coverages. He struggles throwing the ball down the field. What does it pass? What 10, 12 yards? Um, like you know, I don't. I feel like. Tim Tebow was throwing better bombs down the field than Lamar Jackson does. Like when you, when you see this guy throw the ball down the field, it's does. Like it's not perfect spiral. It's wibbly wobbly, scoobly doobly do. Um, you know he can't read defenses. Um, I I just I, I don't I don't want to say I'm I'm an anti Ravens fan. You know I'm a diehard. Dallas Cowboys fan. I was a diehard Ravens fan when they had Joe Flacco. But, you know, once he left, I, I don't know. Something happened to my Ravens fandom. But um, I don't I don't trust Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is, is the girlfriend that you have. She keep dis she she disappoints you five, six, seven times in a row. And then you just decide to, you know, let her stay where she is because she's good to you when she's good or she's all right at the most. Um, You know, she just won the beauty pageant, so she's your, your quote-unquote MVP. Um, But, you know, when, when the going gets tough, the performance is just garbage truck juice. He threw an interception, what, the second play of the game? Terrible throw. Yeah. Terrible throw. I, I I don't even play Madden as much as I used to. When I was playing Madden like that, I was a goat. If I turn on Madden now, I'm a little iffy. That's what his, his throwing skills look like. Iffy. If the guy, if he has a guy running a fly route and the wide receiver beats the corner by at least 20 yards, if he throws that ball, I don't know if he's going to get it to the wide receiver or if the damn corner going to come back and get the ball. Because he's throwing power. I don't know what it is, but, but he either needs a new quarterback coach. Somebody got to set him down to, to show him how to, uh, you know, read defenses. Bring Kyle and Kaepernick in there or something. I don't know, because Robert Griffin III was supposed to be brought in as a mentor. I don't know what he doing. Showing up to the game in his Halloween costume, waving at the camera. He's supposed to be teaching Jackson how to read defense. <laughs> even even the, the, the QB draw. I don't know if that was a I feel like that was a uh, a drawn up play. Steelers were not falling for that. They knew he was going to run the damn ball. Yeah, they they called him back sneak. Yeah, um, I I was telling oh I was telling T earlier. I said, man, everybody's seen that. Even when I was talking to other people, I'm like fourth and three. I said, you go five wide just to run the quarterback sneak. They had a better chance if they was going to run the ball. They had a better chance of lining up in their normal formation, and and running it, just run it. Jackson was Jackson getting the yards. If he was going to run them, just run them in a regular formation. But even when you spread it out, everybody was looking for the Jackson play. 
Like, um, I think with this organization, what's, what's going on, it's not all on Jackson. I, I'm going to just say that. It's not all on Jackson. Um, play calling has a lot to do with it as well. And I feel like they're doing the same thing that New England is doing with Cam because they wasn't doing this with Joe Flacco at all. Um, they they taking advantage of the legs. They wasn't doing this. Like, you got to look at the system. Joe Flacco was passing all night. They run the Ravens. The Ravens run the ball so much now, it don't make sense. Uh, Patriots had Tom Brady passing all night. Now with Cam, they got him running. So I think they taking advantage more of the players' athletic ability more than they taking advantage of their arm. Um, um, I but, feel like it's, it's they're doing that because there are holes in their arm. Cam has never been accurate. Lamar Jackson isn't very accurate. Um, you know, they, they, they ran a damn uh, – What's the what's the route that we talked about this yesterday? What was the route Andrews ran? The little small curl. A hitch. Route? A hitch. Ran a hitch. Lamar Jackson threw the ball on the outside. Andrews drops it. It wasn't a it wasn't a smoke screen. Lamar Jackson, he he could have did his college homework three times before he threw that ball. That's how much time he had in the in the backfield. Just sitting there in the pocket. He could have thought about what he – he could have wrote up his Christmas list to his family, how much time he had in that pocket. Threw it, and it was bad. All right, T, how you feel about it? The same way I felt a couple weeks ago when I was trying to explain this to Rashad, man. Like, listen, listen. <laughs> We're okay with him having, you know, 200-something yards on the ground. Or as a whole, I think they had like 260-something yards running. We're okay with that. You can get your 100-yard day. You can get your, your touchdown, whatever. But you're not going to win the game playing the way that he plays. If I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan, I'm scared. I don't even want to make it to the playoffs because you already know what's going to happen. Like, last season, people didn't really – you know, they weren't ready for him, I don't think. I don't think they anticipated – you know, the style of football that he was trying to play, nor did teams have a scheme for it. Now, defensive coordinators are putting together a scheme to stop that. And that's exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers did. We came out, we forced him to throw the ball. We let him run. When he when he got us a couple runs and, you know, here and there, good. But throw the ball. Let me see you throw the ball for a first down. Let me see you throw an accurate pass. So I just I still feel the same way, man. I think he needs to do some work with his arm if he wants to be, you know, in the same competition with, with Patrick Mahomes because right now he's not in that caliber at all. There's no competition. There's no anything with that situation. Um, so I just think he needs to do some work in the offseason, man, get with some, some veteran quarterbacks and see what type of work that he could put in to enhance his passing skills not only for himself, but his his, court, his offensive coordinator and his wide receivers, because I'm pretty sure as a wide receiver, you frustrated playing with somebody like that. That would, that would piss me off. If I'm running downfield wide open and I can't get the ball because you can't throw the ball a certain way, you know, I just it, – it's, it's, it's not – he has enough to fill up the seats for the regular season and get the fans excited and, you know, jersey sales and numbers and all of that, but it's just not a formula to win a Super Bowl, in my honest opinion. Especially not with the you know, their defense is okay, but there's holes in the defense as well. But um, you know, he definitely needs to do some work with that arm, man. He needs to figure out and learn how to pass and um enhance his game. But um I, like I know a lot of times 
like the pressure is always going to be on Jackson. First of all, he's um, he was a first round pick. Then he also was uh, MVP, and then he lit up the he he lit up the NFL, and he's arguably he's actually winning more games than any quarterback in the league right now, far as since he's been in the league. But Willie Snead had over 100 yards. Um, he actually had five catches for 105. 106. 106. All right, so so he's the the ball is getting out there. But I think, to me, I think it's Jackson on one part, but I think it's also the offensive coordinator. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like when you play the Ravens, is is run right, run left, play action. The play action don't work, then it's like, all right, Throw it to Andrews. If it's six dudes around, if it's one dude around, throw it to Andrews. Um, I think other receivers other than Willie Sneed need to step up too. Like Hollywood Brown put something on Twitter and said you need to use this. Um, what's the need of having soldiers if you're not going to use them? And he had one catch for three yards. So um, I don't I don't put it all on Jackson. I can't put it all on – like we can't put it all on Jackson – but Jackson takes a big pull from it because he's the person out there making the plays. But I feel like the the offensive coordinator needs to take a lot of the blame because some of the play calling is just horrible. And offensive coordinator is only going with what works. It worked last season, so they think it's going to work again this season. And J.K. Dobbins, I like him. 15 carries, 113 yards mm-hmm. against a top five defense. I like him. I like his running style. He runs hard. He runs vicious. His, he's always moving his legs. I like that running back. I like you can come to Pittsburgh, baby, but I, I still put it on Lamar Jackson. I still put it on Lamar Jackson because it's like the offensive coordinator knows, like, okay, he can't throw this this type of pass. He can't throw a back shoulder fade. Imagine him trying to throw a back shoulder fade. Just just imagine. There's just certain things that you can't implement into your offense if you know your quarterback's limitations. Like he knows what Lamar Jackson can and can't do. He already knows, so that's why he's thinking, like, okay, let's keep it simple. Let's run the ball heavy, run the ball heavy, and we'll pass, you know, short little five, six-yard passes or hitch routes or curl routes or whatever. But it, it, that's not enough. And I just feel like, you know, they at some point they need to challenge him, challenge him to put some work in with his arm. And he, want, he should want to do it himself. I mean, honestly, he should want to do it himself because Michael Vick did it. Michael Vick, he, he, he could throw the ball a lot better than what people were giving him credit for. But his legs is what got him where he was at. You know, he made it all the way to the NFC Championship game, I think, against the Eagles and lost. And that's how the Eagles ended up playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl that year. But To lose. To lose, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the point I'm trying to make is, you know, you want to get over the hump. If you want to win a championship game, you have to throw the ball. You, if you want to be put into that caliber like the best quarterback, you have to throw the ball. So the only way to do it is just learn how to throw the ball. And I, I don't know, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, and it's, it's not going to happen, like, you know, for probably the next couple seasons. You got to give them some time and let them develop and work with different people. You know, I don't know who's out there. You know, Brett Favre, you call somebody. Yeah, it's call somebody, anybody. But I, they got to do something, man. I feel like at this point, he is what he is. Like, this, this, is, this is his third year. You know, they – they talk about the same stuff with quarterbacks all the time. This guy needs to change his mechanics. This guy needs to throw this way. He needs to change his throwing. Pa- it's always the same. You, I feel like his intangibles are going to stay the same. 
the way uh, the things that need to change are his progressions. He needs to read defenses, change his cadence up, switch it up a little bit, do something. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you could make the argument that he doesn't have a number one weapon. But just like Nate said, Sneed had over 100 receiving yards. But, you know, whether they need to – if I'm if I'm the Ravens, I'm trading for a bona fide number one wide receiver, a guy I can depend on um, to – and definitely a possession type receiver. I feel like uh, Brown can run routes to some degree. But nine times out of ten, he's either getting a screen or it's a, a fly pattern. And, you know, they'll bomb it to him. If Jackson can get the ball to him in the fly route, if Brown gets it, you know, it's a touchdown. But um, just just go out, just give him a, a, a number one wide receiver. Um, at that point, then we'll see what is his, his uh, passing yards and his stats look like. But I'm, I don't think the wide receiving core is one of the worst in the NFL. Like, at the end of the day, it's not a, a passing-happy offense. They pass, just like Nate said, they pass when they need to. Third and eight, then you got to pass the ball. Third and 12, you might try to pass the ball. You know, going forward on fourth and, like, six or seven, it's a passing play. Um, that, that last play of that game really just left a bad taste in my mouth. Like – I think the Steelers sat there. It looked like I think they might have had, you know, the front seven sitting there. Out of the front seven, only two of them rushed, and that was on the line. The third lineman basically grabbed the lineman to, and backed up as if he already knew what the play was going to be. So, I don't know. It's 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 getting it's, it's getting iffy. Um, I called, I, like I said last week, I said – that the Steelers were going to get this first game and I had the Ravens getting the second game um, later in the season, but I'm not even confident in that pick. Yeah, so. me either. We bought in some reinforcements, baby. Welcome to the family, Avery Williamson. Welcome, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> we bought in some reinforcements, man. You ain't going to have another 260-yard game, Baltimore. Man, look. Um... I don't know. And a lot of people do say young. He's young, he's young, he's young. Um, so, with it now, after this season, he they can make the playoffs. They can't. They, they can make the playoffs or they can miss the playoffs, either or. When it's time to start talking about contracts, where did he go at? Does he go up there? Does, does he get the numbers like Russell? Or does he, or does he go – under what Russell and them making. More like Jared Goff numbers, maybe a little less. Russell Wilson is a, a Super Bowl winning quarterback who's about to get the MVP award if he keeps playing how he's playing. I'm not giving Lamar Jackson Russell Wilson money. Um Jared Goff money, uh maybe. Um but no. He's he's definitely not getting a Patrick Mahomes um contract unless unless he's about to throw for 300, 400 yards every week and rack in four or five touchdowns and, you know, rush over for 150 yards every game. Um, I'm not giving him a, a Patrick Mahomes contract. Um, Jared Goff, 
argument that could be made, but no, I'm I'm not paying him. That can't even three. be made, man. Nah, you I'm don't not disrespect, paying him. Don't don't disrespect golf like that. Look, look, golf, he's listen, not getting golf. He's didn't not won a playoff getting, game. Okay, golf been to the Super Bowl. Okay, what's the name? Has left. What? Uh, right now, Jackson is going into the round. A Tony Romo. Tony Romo. He can't win them when they get big. When them games get big, he cannot win them. So I'm not trying to put that dude in the same category with a quarterback that's led his team. What what category are you putting him in? I'm putting him in Tony Romo wrong round. What kind, of, what kind of what kind of money was Tony Romo getting? Man, he wasn't he wasn't top paid. Hmm. I, I don't put I'm not putting him past golf. I put him. Me, if, if I was the Ravens, I would try to lowball. I don't think. Uh, I put. Well, I put him in that car conversation. You can't give him too much because you know you still need money to pay him, pay for that receiver that he needs. Right. So, so I, you can't. I, I, I think respectably, I think he can take the Derek Carr. I, I think he can get with Derek Carr getting paid, but the, the pay him top five, he's not. I don't think he's top five quarterback in the league. Not the way he going. Like last year, he threw six interceptions. Right now, he's on four, and we ain't even done the season yet. So he's already he's already about to surpass that. And I think teams are on. Like y'all said, teams are basically like it's okay to. You're not going to stop the dude from running. He's faster than most players on the NFL team. You're not going to stop him from running. So teams are now saying, keep him in the pocket. Let's see what he can do in the pocket until he proves that he can beat teams in the pocket, then I think right now that contract should start there. But if he can show teams I can beat you in the pocket, then, of course, you raise it up. And maybe you can pass him past Jared Goff. In them. But I think Jared Goff has been into the playoffs. Jared Goff, is, his team has went to the Super Bowl. No matter how how the call was made, they, they made it to the Super Bowl. He lost. But that's the – what's the name? Hasn't even been out the air. Jackson hasn't even been out the AFC Championship. So, um, as of right now, I think he, he just has to prove that he can pass. Once he, once he proves that, I think they'll take, the, they'll take the, the bullseye off his back. All right, we can go to the next one. Thursday night, who do you have, T? Packers versus the 49ers. Packers. 49ers, they, they have too many players hurt right now, so that should be an easy game for the Packers. All right, Levin. Broncos versus the Falcons. Who do you have? Falcons. All right. Now, this is going to be a good game. I might have to actually watch this game, the whole game. Seahawks versus the Bills. Who do you have, T? Seahawks. All right. Levin. Ravens versus Colts. Both of them five and two. That's going to be a good game, too. I'm sure. Um, well, what's the coach defense looking like? Man. Might be in order for another two-interception game. See, no, nah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't look at it like that because – I do. You, listen, you got to think. When you playing against – every team is different. I didn't think the Rams was going to lose to the Dolphins. But they did. Yeah, it depends on what the game plan the coach has planned for do you think the game plan entitled on him throwing two picks and they were two garbage truck juice throws? What are you talking about, <laughs> Dave? <laughs> man, coach, 
They got the one here says the coach defense ranked number one. No, it ain't. No, they ain't. Are they? I, I, I show you. I'm gonna say the Ravens by three. Man, you got you got the Hall soon to be Hall of Famer. Justin they'll win, Tucker. They'll win because win. of the defense or the run game. I I'm sure Jackson ain't about to throw 300 passing yards. I'm gonna go Ravens by three. All right. Um, Texans versus Jaguars. T. Texans. Chiefs versus Panthers. Eleven. Chiefs. Lions versus Vikings, T. Vikings. Whoa, 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 whoa. Say that again. Lions versus Vikings. Vikings. Division game. Vikings. All right. Bears versus um, Titans. 11. Bears. All right. Washington football team versus the Giants, T. The Washington football team. All right. Raiders versus Chargers. 11. Raiders, I still believe in the Derek Carr experiment. All right. Card, I mean, Cardinals versus Dolphins, T. Dolphins. Yeah, I was about to say, look, I, I'm going with the Dolphins. If they keep playing the way they played the Rams, they might be a record uh, for, that, um, for that division. Yeah, they I said they still they, got a chance. Yeah. They got the highest odds, I believe. <laughs> they love it. <laughs> I know you told me not to ask this. Steelers versus Cowboys. <laughs> Next question. Hey, Steelers versus Cowboys. Cowboys by 34. Let's go. What? Oh, hell no. You put the upset alert on that? Upset alert. Upset alert. All right. Yeah, hey, look. Hey, that hey, that meme y'all sucked this morning, that's what I'm being here doing. <laughs> All right. Bucks versus the Saints. T. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Antonio Brown, yeah, he'll be back. I'm going to go with the Bucks. All right. Um, Saints won that, that first one, so. Uh, oh, Antonio Brown be... is coming back? Yes, uh -huh. sir. His, his suspension is up. He could practice today. He should oh, be okay. reinstated in time for the game. That's what's up. Yep. Um, we're going to go to the next one. Pat, I mean, Patriots versus the Jets. Monday night. Why is that on me? Nah, it's on Levin. Uh, they don't have okay. Joe Flacco starting, so the uh, Jets are going to lose. <laughs> so, so what? So what you calling for? Joe you need need to send an email to the fan page. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, you put Joe Flacco in the starting lineup. You know they and then you come up with a good game plan. He, he gonna get you twenty four points. Gonna get you twenty four points. Throw over three hundred forty yards. No, no picks. QB rating going to be over one, 100, you know. E that's an easy game for Joe Flacco. Let's see if they bring him in. Uh, NFL trade line, trade deadline was just um, over with. Which team that you – what team do you think improved the most from this trade deadline? I'm going to start with you, Levin. I mean, the only – Trade really was the Steelers trading for the linebacker, so um, that's probably I guess that's the the trade of the deadline. I think. All right, T. Yeah, I would have to agree. I think we made a good move bringing in the low insurance policy, Devin Bush's replacement. You know, hopefully he can stay on the team after Devin Bush returns. Maybe we could utilize him in other areas. 
or we could trade them and get something for them. But, you know, I like to keep my Steeler boys around, man. We can always use a, a new face, man, new good player. Seems like a run stopper. So that's definitely, you know, something that we need, especially playing those Baltimore, Tennessee games, Kansas City games. You're definitely going to need a run stopper. So I think it was a good move. I agree with Levin, though. That's actually, to me, the, the move that stuck out the most. Y'all for real? Y'all believe I mean, the Saints? I mean, I mean, Saints. maybe, maybe the Saints trade with uh. They, they got a. I feel the Saints got a, a steal for that pick. Like you put you you put them down there with that defense. I feel like they like. I feel like in the long run they're gonna be good with that defense, and they gonna keep both of them under contract because both of them are, both of them still had that contract. So you put you put Davis in him, and, and you put Alexander down there. And let them run around down there, and um, down there for the Saints. I feel like um, 49ers, even though the 49ers was clearing cap space, I feel like um, the Saints had the biggest trade deadline. I mean, biggest trade before the deadline came um, this year. Um, I understand why y'all say y'all's because I think the Steelers got him got um, Williamson next for next to nothing, um, and he's a good run defense. I mean, um, defender so. But I feel like Alexander down there with Davis was, was gonna be is gonna be a um a good one two punch for the Saints. Um but that's how I, that's how I feel. But um anybody else or y'all good? Yeah. Joe Flacco should have been traded somewhere, but we don't got to speak on it. And I'm upset that the Ravens didn't trade for a number one wide receiver, like I was saying. So, I guess uh, Hollywood Brown will be doing some things these next coming games since he basically called out the whole, you know, his coach and coordinator, I guess. But how how do you feel about them having uh, Des Bryant? You think that'll help? Not really, you, no. Huh? I don't, think the, I don't think anyone is checking for Des Bryant. And you know he's been out of the league for what, three years? Yeah, about that. Yeah. All right. T, you got anything? The player that I would like to see uh, traded. I know it's very unlikely to happen this season due to his injury, but I think you know Cleveland needs to find a, a suitor for Odell Beckham, man. Especially you know a, a Super Bowl contending suitor with a decent quarterback. I think he deserves that much. Um, and, you know, the Cleveland Browns can see what they can get in return for him. But I think it's time for them to mutually part ways. Um, him and him and Baker Mayfield, I've seen the, the Baker Mayfield-Odell Beckham project for, what, two seasons now? And it, it just – it doesn't look good. Beckham looks frustrated. And, and Baker Mayfield, he needs, you know, he needs to get his car in the shop and get some work, man. He needs to add some tools to his tool belt. You know, he, he's not really a great thrower. And, you know, when you're playing with a – a high-caliber receiver. They need a quarterback that can get the ball to him. So I could see him playing for, the, you know, the Seahawks, the Rams, you know, the, the Packers, um, a team like that. But I, I think it's time for them to mutually part ways. And I and, and, and my policy for the Rams, and Rams, we taking everybody. We we take anybody. You want them? If you don't want them, Rams will come get them. Um, but if that's all y'all got, thanks for tuning in for the Started on the Stoop. You can follow us on IG at Started on the Stoop, and you can email us at Started on the Stoop 
at gmail.com. Thank you. Tune in for next week.